Welcome to Our Morning Take, the podcast where our goal here is to describe for you the movie that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. Good morning. It's Friday. Yes, it is. Yeah, we look forward to Friday. Me too. I think it's uh, February the uh, 25th, 26th, 24th. 24th? 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Anything special about February no, 24th? No, 23rd. Just My bad. 23rd. I'm looking at the year. I know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the 23rd. Yeah. We're in 2024, Tim. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Anything I special thought. about the 23rd? Not February 23rd. You sure? Yeah, April 23rd. No, that's a whole you sure different you story. You sure you don't have a wife? March 23rd uh, is different, too. March 23rd is a, is a <laughs> wife's birthday. On February 23rd, I was going to marry Susie. Yeah, but <laughs> that would have been number seven. So, I'm, you know, Tim was saying I had six wives. You know, yeah, so I guess that would be number seven. He was doing his best impression of Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I'm, what do you want to be when you grow up, Frank? Solomon. <laughs> the husband of a concubine. I'm on my way there. <laughs> five five getting, down. Two hundred and ninety. close. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you seen the Ric Flair uh, no. documentary? Have that's not. On? It's it's really sad. It's really sad. You know, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. which is where we're, we're from. This is where the podcast originates. We're actually in Gastonia, but yeah. close enough. And uh, he comes from Charlotte. And uh, uh, I never was a big wrestling fan, but I know that you either you were or is AJ one or what? Oh, I, I grew up watching wrestling. I was a big so you fan. You must of watch Ric Flair yeah. then. Yeah, I've seen him before. Because when you go back on this documentary and you see him talk, you think this is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh yeah. So well, I was telling Brandy, like, this is where comes, the Rock got everything all. comes from somewhere. Yeah, the Rock got all this from Ric Flair. I mean, literally, that's exactly the way the Rock talks now. So uh, he had that kind of confidence. But what's so sad is that no family life. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. he had a couple of kids, never seen them, hardly was around, you know. And then, and then, of course, he uh, he lives this lifestyle of all these women. He has all these, and, and of course, he he's open about it. And so uh, this one interviewer says, how many women have you had? And he said, realistically, 10,000. I'm like, man, come on, stop with the realistically. Who was that basketball player that had? Wilt Chamberlain. Did he say 10,000 or did he say 100,000? He said, he said, I think he said like 100,000. I think he did too. Which someone did the math on that. Yeah, that's that's just not possible. You did not do that. Okay. But anyway. How how and of course they interview his wife in this thing too. And how does she feel about that? Isn't oh, that just you know, sad? Oh yeah, that's always like when they do these behind the scenes things about these uh, he's still celebrities. Alive, right? Yeah, but what's sad about Ric Flair because he used to come through the airport a lot when Kelly um, worked there, and he would you know most celebrities when they come through they don't want to be recognized. Ric Flair would draw attention to himself because he's still still an egomaniac. He still, had to have it. He had to have it. That's what this whole thing is all about. And that's why he was just a horrible father, because he said, I'm going to live the way I live. And he said, if I'm if I'm wrestling in Podunk, Kansas, uh, we're going to have a party somewhere that night. Yeah. And he, he would let everybody know what hotel he was oh, at. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, nobody will show up. Yeah. <laughs> all, oh, yeah. All of Podunk, Kansas people. would be there. Yeah. Including the women. You know, and it's just like with me, you know. When I was in the season of my life, when I was touring and I was doing things, and when that was over, it was over for me. I mean, I still have the gift, but I come to work at places, and um, um, I was playing with John Croson one day, and um, I came to work on Tuesday, and three people come running in the office, and they're like, 
you never told me that you were a musician. I just got done talking to John. He was like, telling me all these stories about you being a musician and being on tour. Why did, why didn't you ever say anything? I'm like, because that was 20 years ago. I mean, it's not a big deal. And to be perfectly honest, the only reason that I say the things that I say about my life is so that you out there, uh, wherever you've been in your life, however many wives you've been married to, how many kids you've had, whatever, whatever's going on in your life, God is ready to redeem us. Amen. He's ready to save us. He's ready to rescue us and put us on a good path. And I think that's where I'm at today. So I, I am ashamed of my sin, but I'm not ashamed of telling people where I've been so that you can see God is ready to deliver you. Amen. And it's the same thing with me. Like I talk to these younger guys at work and they're like, man, so you gave all of that up, all of the, you could have any woman you wanted and this, that, and the other. I'm just like, that's, first of all, that stuff gets old. Yeah. You and know? it's really a little old wives tale in yeah. a way, because when they say things like that, that's not really what you want in a woman. No. It's just a sexual relationship. No, not no. at all. No, we really need, we need companionship and love. That's what God created us for. So all of that is, is just two ships passing in the night yep. kind of thing. What, yep. what is there to that? So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so we're in Exodus chapter 9. If you want to read along with us, uh, we're going to start in verse 13. This is the seventh plague. And uh, so Abe's getting the guy ready over there. I'm just trying to cue him up. I'm, I just he's, gave him He's the still nod. in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> is he alone? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got musicians in there. Oh, man. Tim, you missed that he's one. He's got frogs in there. All oh, there. no, I hope not. <laughs> the green room. <laughs> Jumpy, the frog god. Oh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand, that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go? Behold, tomorrow, about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And okay, let's start right there. Yeah, actually, this is a very long passage. It goes all the way down to verse 35. It's one of the longest ones in there. And once again, God is just picking Egypt apart. With this hail, now not only did he take away their meat supply, but now he's taking away their crops completely. Yes. Sugar cane, corn, wheat, 
anything that they it's all destroyed yeah and it's what i love every time when he does these things he makes it clear these are my people and i am their god and i am going to bring them out and i am going to destroy you for putting them in captivity i'm going to destroy you mm-hmm. and he makes it clear I am the Lord God, thy God, and these are my people, the Hebrews. Yeah, and once again, e- uh, Egypt has a couple of gods that's supposed to be over the crops, and they're just powerless. They can't do anything. They can't do anything to stop this hail. Uh, the finger of God is involved. Do you want to uh, let it play on down to verse 35? Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's hear the rest of the story. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground. Wow. And the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field and brake every tree of the field. Wow. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. <laughs> and Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous. And I and my people are wicked. Yeah, that's what he said. Pharaoh says, I and my people are wicked. Yeah. We're going to have to end it there, but there's a little bit more to the chapter. Oh, we'll yeah, definitely. Week. But I can tell you one thing. If I'm in Goshen, I would be saying, what the hell is going on oh, over there? Oh, my goodness there? gracious. <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Thank you. <laughs>